Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. If you've been with us throughout the course of this week, you know we've been talking about the priesthood. And you know that God originally called the people of Israel to be a holy nation and a royal priesthood. And yet we know that we find the word priest in the New Testament as well. And we see that the Levitical priest was just a foreshadowing of what was to come. And according to Hebrews chapter 10 in in verses 19 and 20, a way has been made for us to enter beyond the veil when our Messiah was crucified. And the call to be a priest is a life that's consecrated and separated unto the Lord Really, it's one life that dwells in the presence of the Lord to minister to God himself and then to minister to God's people. We are called to be a people for God's own possession. That word appears in Exodus 19, and it also appeared in 1 Peter. Our life is to be characterized by one word, and that word is holiness. In fact, in the Levitical priesthood on the priest's turban, There was a gold plate engraved with the words, Holy to the Lord. We also spoke about strange fire that killed Aaron's two sons who were priests because they performed priestly duties not according to God's command. So God is holy and he requires us to be holy priests. And in Leviticus chapter 10 verse 3, in the story about strange fire, we read in verse 3, Then Moses said to Aaron, It is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. Another version says, Oh, will show myself holy. And before all the people, I will be honored. So I think we need to put together, Junie, these two words, holiness, holiness and priesthood. Because God said, actually in Leviticus 20, Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am the Lord your God. And then in the New Covenant, we read in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 7, 
For God has not called us to uncleanness, but to holiness. And this is a call for all born-again believers. It's interesting, Junie. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 40, uh, 44, rather, and we see, you might say, there are priests, and then there are priests that really delight the heart of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to chapter 44 in Ezekiel, and we'll begin looking at verse 10. Ezekiel 44, 10. But the Levites who went far from me, when Israel went astray, who went astray from me after their idols, shall bear the punishment of their iniquity. Yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary, having oversight at the gates of the house and ministering in the house. They shall slaughter the burnt offering and sacrifice for the people, and they shall stand before them to minister to them. Because they ministered to them before their idols and became a stumbling block of iniquity to the house of Israel. Therefore I have sworn against them, declares the Lord, that they shall bear the punishment for their iniquity, and they shall not come near to me to serve as a priest, to me, nor come near to any of my holy things, to the things that are most holy, but they shall bear their shame and their abominations which they have committed. Yet I will appoint them to keep charge of the house, of all its service, and of all that shall be done in it. So we see that God did not allow the priests that went astray to minister to him. They were, they were assigned to take care of the more menial tasks, let's say the natural things, rather than having the privilege of ministering unto God. And then we go on and see the contrast. We see that there was a family in part of the Levitical priesthoods, the Zadok family. And it says in, Exit, in I'm sorry, Ezekiel 44, 15, But the Levitical priests, the sons of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary when the sons of Israel went astray from me, shall come near to me to minister to me, and they shall stand before me to offer me the fat and the blood, declares the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary. They shall come near to me to my table to minister to me and keep my charge. So we see, Junie, that there's a real requirement for those who want to be part of the true priesthood. We cannot follow the people. We need to direct the people through our lifestyle. And because the sons of Zadok did not go astray, they were then permitted to minister to the Lord and not do the menial tasks that the other Levitical priests did. And you know, Junie, for practical purposes, we need to ask ourselves, what is it for all of us to minister unto the Lord? We can minister to people, but I believe before that, we need to minister unto the Lord. So we could say, well, what do we do? And in a very practical, simple way, I believe, for example, we should start every day before we meet with other people to be in the presence of the Lord through prayer, through his word, uh, through seeking his counsel for the day. You know, the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray was give us this day our daily bread. We need to be nourished by the Lord before we are willing to nourish other people. And we have to come with, can I say it this way, fresh manna every day that the Lord would give us. So the, the beginning of the day should be spent as a priest ministering to the Lord and receiving ministry from Him. And then I really believe that that will equip us to minister to people because God's presence will be exactly what we need to minister to other people. I think the important question here, Shirley, that we need to ask ourselves, 
was why and how did some of the Levitical priesthood go astray and what would have kept them from going astray and what in the sons of Zadok was so precious in the sight of the Lord. And it's just my personal opinion, but um, weigh it for what it means, that in the flesh, in other words, the Levitical priesthood came from the tribe of Levi. They were naturally born into the priesthood. That's what their um, families did through the family of Aaron and his sons being the high priest going into the Holy of Holies, or the entire tribe of Levi was the priesthood. What distinguished them was, did they walk after the flesh, or did they walk in the Spirit of God? And we saw throughout the entire Old Testament, even before Jesus came to give himself as the Son of God and the offering to buy us back from the devil, really, that our natures were fallen, our um, our um, beings were earthbound and pulled down. How, then, can we enter into this royal priesthood that the church is called into? Amen. And even for Israel, the natural priests, even to this day, who um, read the word, who pray every day, who keep the law, who are devoted to Israel and the people and devoted to the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How can their eyes be open to see what it will take to be a true priest before God? And the only way, Shelley, is entering into the Spirit. And I, I want to share these scriptures just to give the Holy Spirit room for our listeners and for you and me. And we find what I'm talking about in Ezekiel chapter 47. And uh, I think it's important, don't you, Shelley, to read this? Sure, let's do it. Why don't you read um, the first couple of verses and I'll read the last, maybe the six. Then he brought me back to the door of the house and behold, water was flowing from under the threshold of the house toward the east for the house faced east. And the water was flowing down from under, from the right side of the house, from south of the altar. And he brought me out by the way of the north gate, and led me around on the outside to the outer gate, by way of the gate that faces east. And behold, water was trickling from the south side. When the man went out toward the east with a line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits, and he led me through the water, water reaching the ankles. Again he measured a thousand, and led me through the water, water reaching the knees. Again he measured a thousand and led me through the water, water reaching the loins. Again he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not ford, for the water had risen enough to swim in, a river that could not be forded. And then he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me back to the bank of the river. Now when I return, behold, on the bank of the river... There were very many trees on either side. Then he said to me, These waters go out under the eastern region and go down into the Arabah. Then they go forward into the sea and they become a flow into the sea and the waters of the sea become fresh. 
It will be about every living creature which swarms in every place where this river goes. There will be life, and there will be very many fish, for these waters go there, and the others become fresh, so everything will live wherever this river goes. And it will be, it will come about that the fishermen will stand beside it from Engedi to Anglium. There will be a place for the spreading of the nets. Their fish will be according to their kinds, like the fish of the great sea, very many, but its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. By the river on the banks on the side, on either side, will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear every month because their water flows from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and Thank their you, leaves Lord. for the healing of the nations. This Shelley is the water that comes and flows from the throne of God Amen. that the priests need to enter into. And so when we say the Shema and pray, let us remember the water of life yes, that flows from underneath, from the throne of God, that we would desire this water to live. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to recite the Shema, and if you know it, just say it along with us. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God. The Lord is one. Father, I, go ahead. Father, we thank you, Lord. We pray that you would raise up a true royal priesthood in this day and age. And we pray that you would speak to the hearts of our Jewish kinsmen, my God, that they would be, a, be flowing in the river of life, receiving from the Lord every day newness and freshness of life. We pray that in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.